The college experience, college football transfer portal winners and losers show on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500 terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. Yes, that's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by better than Vegas. Better than Vegas is your home to free daily video picks from SGPN. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. Make sure you subscribe to our profile at sports gambling podcast.com slash BTV. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is the straightforward way to take care of your ED. Get Roman.com slash SGP for $15 off your first month. That's getroman.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by the sports gambling podcast, FCS playoff bracket challenge. Yes, we're doing a $500 FCS playoff bracket challenge. That is completely free. Just go to sports gambling podcast.com slash FCS. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash FCS. This is Mike Leach, uh, head football coach at Mississippi state. And you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Welcome to the college experience transfer portal episode winners and losers. My name is Colby swinging Dan to base Dan, AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick and I'm joined by my co-host. Give it up for the burrito eating sideline kiss, stealing, wheeling and dealing. Patty C in the place to be. Hi, oh man! <laughs> yes, sir. How are you, pal? <laughs> that was the most incredible, dude. I've got chills right now. You got great music. See, you didn't think you could recapture those days from JMU in high school football, but right there. Boom. I just made it happen. All right. I'm going to make my old highlight film. I'm going to put it online and it's going to oh, be that dude, music. If you could click, like, just do this with. <laughs> yes. Like, you want a corner blitz or like, <laughs> and you, and when you finally score a touchdown, you cue this. Good. Easy peasy, baby. I'm going. How I'm, can I'm anyone deny you? Exactly. I'm a blue chip. <laughs> exactly, man. Um, look, this is what this episode will be about. Um, essentially the transfer portal, you know, everyone's calling out college basketball. Well, college football is pretty much just as crazy. And I think it's going to get crazier based on what I read with that new one-time transfer, uh, without sitting out a year, essentially. And what's the, uh, what's the status on that? Are we, that's, that's a done deal. That's buddy. official. Uh, I believe, I believe that will be a hundred percent good to go. I think. And in, in uh, the next month. And that's just for one year though. Yeah. Or- but at, at any time. But permanently going forward. Sorry, yes. I'm not up to date on this. Yes, predict- permanently. Wow. Yeah, it's a major development. Yeah, and that's so you for have all one sports. transfer. 
where you don't have to sit out. It's a massive, massive yes. landscape shifting development in college football, college sports in general. Yeah, college football, college basketball. This should be uh, interesting. But the transfer portal was batshit crazy even prior to that. That's true. So we're going to touch on that the winners and losers and how we, and what we think the biggest transfers will be in the 2021 uh, college FBS college football season. And if you're a first time listener, make sure you, you look, it's, it's never too early to talk football. We are breaking down every single week of the 2021 fall FBS schedule on the college football experience. So make sure you check those episodes out. We've done coaches, uh, new hires year two, obviously year two. I shouldn't even say year two. It's more like year one and a half because of COVID they're basically go. I actually, I feel like they're going into year one. The two year coaches are going into year one yeah, because you got to throw out the COVID year in a way. Um, we got all that coming to you. And this one, we're going to break down the transfer portals, get you, get you hip to some of the big names that went to certain schools and, and how we think those schools can project. Uh, but before we do that, we got to talk FCS college football recap. What an, an amazing weekend, a real fucking playoff. And Patty see when you have a real playoff, you see how exciting it could possibly be because our boy <laughs> quarterback of Southern Illinois, former Ole Miss rebel stone Labanowitz. I didn't realize that never threw an incompletion wow. one for one in the sec higher quarterback rating than Eli Manning. And <laughs> some ah. people believe in not calling for Eli Manning to make the super bowl. Is that the most, re- I mean uh, the, the hall of fame. I mean, I, I, I mean, he, the guy won two super bowls. He made some good plays along the way. Does he strike? I mean, it depends on what you consider a hall. There are way better hall of fame players. You know, he's 500. He's got a career record. 500 wins and losses. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe in one game below 500, but I don't think that team wins and losses should necessarily define a career. Yeah, well, to me, I, I'm like, I mean, uh, you gotta be really good to be in the, in the, in the hall of fame. To me, you should be a one, like a jaw dropping player. Like you're like, Oh my God, this right. fucking player is filthy. Eli Manning was never that to me. I think there are probably quite a few players that are more deserving from a, a talent and production standpoint than Eli Manning. Dude, if you let in Eli Manning, you need to start letting in everybody. Yeah. Cause I think Steve DeBerg is probably better than fucking Eli Manning. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I'm look, saying like, dude, you, can you, can you honestly tell me Eli Manning is better than Mark Brunel? No, I can't tell you that. Yeah. I would take Mark Brunel, especially in their prime. If I had to draft one for one fucking game or one season, yeah. I'll take Brunel all day. Right. Who was the uh, Ravens quarterback when they won the Super Bowl? Trent Dilfer. Dilfer. Yeah. I mean, I mean it, dude, you could make the argument. Phil Sims was the better giants quarterback than Eli Manning. They both won two Super Bowls. And Phil Sims isn't sniffing the Hall of Fame at this point, I'm guessing. No. I mean, yes, Hostetler played the second Super Bowl, but Sims yeah. played most of that season. Yeah. Sims set the record in the Super Bowl to this day, right? In yeah, terms but of completion. Highest right? completion yeah. percentage, right? Um, what do you like? 21 or 25 or something? I'm just saying, like, when you open that door, then, when you open the door of putting Eli Manning in, you can put everybody in, essentially. Yeah, and the the conversations around uh, the receiver for the Patriots, Edelman, Edelman. Gosh, I'm drawing a blank on all this stuff right now. Uh, yeah, that's ridiculous too. He has 36 touchdowns. <laughs> Just to give you an idea, Jerry Rice had 24 in one year. Right, Edelman is like your classic. Like, okay, let me give you an example. The the Patriots kind of had the same thing that the Steelers had a few years back. I'm a Steelers fan, so I was watching that a little more closely. But obviously, with the likes of Welker and a few of those other guys on the Patriots. It was no matter who Tom Brady is throwing to, 
they're well, going to get theirs. And NC Nick was good to, to reference that, that I thought this was a good point was that that the rule change benefited those slot receivers before in the eighties and nineties. Yeah. They, they would have gotten, gotten destroyed. Yeah. And that was kind of the thing when Pittsburgh had a, a few guys, Well, Heinz Ward's not in the hall and he has like times three, the amount of touchdowns that uh, Edelman has. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, it was Mike Wallace. Um, I forgot Antonio who, Brown, Antonio Brown. And there's one other, uh, that went to Miami. I think one went yes. to Denver. No, Mike Wallace went to Miami. De- De- Emmanuel Sanders, Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. I thought in uh, Antonio Brown and he was at the time, the number re- three receiver. I mean, you guys had Randall L also. It's kind of like Randall L. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're all the same guy. And and that's what it was like. That's why when Mike Wallace left for Miami, I was like, Oh, well, and Emmanuel Sanders left for Denver. I was like, Oh, well we have the same guy. You know, yeah. we have three of these. Do we just, well, you saw it go from Troy Brown to Wes Welker to Julian Edelman. Yeah. When you, you know, slot guys are kind of a dime a dozen. Yeah. You know, so no Edelman is not a hall of famer and you're probably right. Even though with those I, two I Super would put Bowls, Edelman in before I would put Manning. Manning had some pretty decent numbers. If I, dude, he has some horrible years too, though. Yeah. I mean, he has some absolute for as much uh, shit as Tiki Barber rightfully gets about his early years. He was kind of pathetic as like, I mean, he, there's a real reason Eli Manning faces a thing. Uh, my thing is this: look, Eli Manning was a serviceable quarterback, but never yeah. in my life did I was sit he. there and say the guy is unstoppable. Yeah, like yeah. Donovan McNabb's not in. I got in this argument with Kramer. I go, dude, McNabb was a fucking monster. Like defenses had to prepare yeah. for Donovan McNabb. McNabb was great, and he was a missed field goal away for, or, or a, a Adam Vinatieri field goal away from a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, McNabb is was way better than Eli Manning. Yeah, I, I agree with that. There's so many quarterbacks. Like I said, Brunel, I, 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 I could probably list Randall Cunningham. Yes, uh, by far. Yeah. Randall Cunningham was like 40. And he was like leading the league in touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> Is Moon in the hall? I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, shit. I mean, Eli Manning's kind of like to me, like he's serviceable but never great. Like to me, the yeah. Hall of Fame is great. Yeah, he you was should never have great players complete. in the Hall Let of Fame. Let me ask you this: Eli Manning or Joe Flacco? They're the same. Yeah. <laughs> They're the same. I, I mean, think I might go Manning. You got to give him just because he did get it done, but but that defensive line yeah, got it that, done, dude. That, I'm what, so sick of that about football. It's like right. this isn't the NBA. Uh, yeah, this I'm, isn't I'm basketball pretty, where one player can literally get you a championship. Didn't new? Uh, didn't the Giants only hang like 17 points in that Super Bowl? Yeah, it was like 17, 14, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think so. Come on, dude! And that defensive line was the reason why you were really there. Right now, did Manning? I think in the second Super Bowl, he made that great throw to Manningham, which was a great throw. Yeah. But let's t- let's not. The David Tyree thing was complete fucking luck. Now he, he did a great job escaping pressure. Yeah. But at the same time, that was just a fucking lucky. He threw play. it up on fourth. That down was a lucky traffic. fucking play, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? That could have happened to anybody. Uh, I'm not buying into this shit, dude. I mean, I would take a lot of quarterbacks over Eli Manning. A lot. Yeah. I agree. I mean, and a, a lot of different players too. You know, yeah. players before our time that were legendary. I mean, a guy like Drew Pearson, who, you know, I didn't get to watch him play, but his reputation, you know, his was, highlight film is filthy. Yeah, yeah. One of the best receivers in the league at his, you know, in that era, he's getting shafted on the regular. So. Yeah. But I don't know how the fuck we got in there. Cause we're supposed to talk FCS. 
<laughs> recap the FCS, but that's just the perfect example of the college experience, guys. Make sure you subscribe. Tell a friend. Uh, look, this weekend was awesome. Labanowitz is a legend. He pulls that out. He gets a huge road win against Weber State, who had been one of the better programs in FCS the past few years. Probably about the third best program, I would say, or fourth best program over the past, I don't know, five years. Um, get that win. Your JMU Dukes survive against VMI. I wouldn't call it survival. Dude, you got lucky. Get out of here. They've got that 14 kick rule is so fucking 14 whack. trash time points there. No, dude, that we was got lucky because they almost came back from what? The third, uh, but 17 a lot down. of those plays, dude, they throw a pick at the one yard line, the one yard line. Yeah. Right. They a dumb play call to throw a fade on like first down or yeah. second down. But then uh, the onside kick rule, which is just ruining football that you can't touch somebody because that was pretty bang, bang. They yeah. got an onside kick on you guys. At and the end you're talking about? No. And like the third quarter, like to open up the third quarter. Okay. And the, the guy makes contact with not even close to the ball makes contact with, with, an, with a, the JMU player. But I'm talking like when I say contact, his hands, it wasn't vicious or anything. Like his hands began to touch him about a half second before the ball was recovered or the ball went 10 yards. Yeah. So it's just a dumb rule. That is a dumb rule. It's when just did a that horrible get fucking rule? It's uh, the NFL did it too. There's uh, some safety bullshit. They're they're trying to claim safety on this fucking thing, and it's ruining the sport. I agree. That's, um, that's terrible. That's the whole strategy of an onside kick. Exactly. Exactly. You, now now you just gotta hope that it just takes a fucking crazy bounce off of. Uh, you almost have to peg it, kick it like pegging it at a player, and right. hope it just bounces off. Or just off get of a bunch of seven yeah. footers on your roster. And I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Moon, I think that game was actually. I mean, you gotta remember VMI is doing this also uh, without their fucking starting quarterback, but I am saying that was a closer game. I, the first quarter, I thought VMI won the first quarter, but were, they were losing on the scoreboard. Yeah. But your guys defense is nasty. They, you guys made all year. The, the JMU's defense has made the right plays at the right time. Oh, they definitely, uh, they definitely had a nice first half lead 21, three at half. But uh, again, gave up 14 there in the fourth quarter. Had a, you had a 99 yard touchdown run. I'll take it. Yeah, that helped the yard. That was stats. no. That was def, that was deflating, because J uh, w- VMI had the pick at the one yard line, so they could have already been up seven nothing. Yeah, they drive down. They're about to at least get a field goal, and they get a uh, they get a clip. Yeah, right. So it goes back fifteen yards. So they're kind of in no man's land. So they punt. They down it at the half yard line. The next play, ninety nine yard touchdown. So that was almost ten nothing VMI in the first quarter. Right. Or potentially, you know, fourteen, nothing. yeah, fourteen, nothing, and just a de- a death blow by JMU's run game. Yeah, um, but no, JMU looked. They still like Cole Johnson keeps teams in games. Right, they are definitely not the dominant team you want to see to make a deep run. As a matter of fact, based on North Dakota's uh, complete shellacking of uh, Missouri State, forty-four to ten. Yeah, I think that's gonna be dangerous, dude. It's in Harrisonburg, but I don't think that makes that big of a be, difference. Well, before the COVID thing, I would say if you asked us week five of FCS, I think all of us thought North Dakota was the best team in the nation at the time. Then they lost on North Dakota State. Yeah, and then they got hit with COVID. They didn't play for. They it. were looking really good. They were. Yeah, I think you could argue them as far as resume. Them and South Dakota State, sure. I thought, had the best All resumes. The top there, yeah. they're almost interchangeable. Um, that's that's going to be an exciting game, boy. Uh, Monmouth, Sam Houston State. What a fucking this was a this one was a brutal one because Monmouth, I thought once again, way more, actually more than VMI. I thought they won the first quarter, had no points to show for it. Mm. 
It was zero zero or seven seven zero Sam Houston. Yeah. Um, you know this is twenty one nothing going into the fourth. Right. Mammoth scores fifteen. A very similar kind of outcome. Mammoth got down to the fucking six yard line. The six yard line had a first and goal from like the six yard line to win the game because they went for two on their first score. So they would have won the game with a touchdown and an extra point. Yeah. And the, the second down, the receiver drops it first down. The, the th- questionable, questionable play calling uh, screen pass on, on third and goal from the nine. Mm. Yeah. On a short field, you don't want slow developing plays. I, and to me, they still, and I think they could have got a first. No, I think, okay. They couldn't have got a first. No, I think that was it. I was like, I was like, why would you call that right there? And by the way, VMI, who I love, love VMI this year. Why punt the ball down 14? No, down 11 with five minutes left. That's a good question. With they five punted, minutes left? Yeah. Mm. And Jamie ends up getting a field goal out of it. So you're down 14, That's but I was like, and it was uh, like a fourth and three. Questionable it's like, strategy. What are you doing? Well, if it's the first time you're in the playoffs, maybe the moment was a little big for him. I like that. I like. Hey, I, shout out to uh, that coach because I, I think VMI was it's a was great w- step in the right. Probably direction. My, one of my favorite team to watch in, in the whole FCS. Air raid football. Just a fun team. Their defense was chippy too. Uh, Davidson, Jacksonville State. Holy shit! Yeah, dude, Jacksonville State scored like twenty-one points in like thirty seconds. <laughs> this was looking like Davidson. This was looking like upset city. Yeah, Davidson. Uh, so Jacksonville State scores early on, seven nothing. I mean, just Davidson's defense. And that was the story of the whole game is their defense was just once the football, like once it settled down, they, they just could not play defense against Jacksonville state. But, uh, Davidson then goes on like a 14 minute drive, scores a touchdown, triple option, ties it seven, seven, then gets a pick. So I'm thinking, Oh, even after that, I'm getting 21 and a half points in Davidson after Jacksonville state goes up seven. It's like four minutes left till halftime. Yeah. Jacksonville state goes up. Or the, the, by that four, the end of the four minutes, it's twenty eight. They're up by twenty eight. Sounds exactly like Alabama Notre Dame in the play. Well, they did a kickoff, not on, not intentionally, where it bounced at the ten yard line and bounced back. So they ended up recovering, like essentially like an onside kick. Oh man, you know what I mean? That's but it wasn't luck. on purpose. Yeah, it, it just bounced at the ten and then went way back towards the when kicker. You're way better than another team, and you're getting dumb luck. <sighs> Dude, I, 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 me and Sean were like watching this game, thinking, "Oh, our Davidson plus twenty two is just a sure thing." Yeah, With the I was right option. on the. Uh, I took I took Davidson to cover twenty and a half because that's where it was, and uh, it ended up going to twenty one and a half. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I almost took Jackson State, Jacksonville State on that, but I said, eh, "That's a little much." You know, this is the playoffs. Has three touchdowns, so I flipped it, regretted it. I, I feel like I mean they play this again. We probably would have covered that because the triple. I mean, when you get, they got twenty one points in like. Honestly, like five plays. Yeah, and I, that's what I'm just throwing. I'm just throwing shots back because I'm like I can't do this. Uh, Holy Cross, South Dakota State. South Dakota State rolls them. Holy Cross couldn't get shit going offensively. Defense actually played solid. Eastern Washington. This was a strange game. Eastern Washington went up big early, and then North Dakota State, which I don't know the final numbers. Let me see if I can pull up the final numbers here because I, I think this is going to be the real problem with them this year. Uh, North Dakota state threw for 50 yards. Mm. They <laughs> rushed though for, I think it was like 500 yards, right? They, they were calling the same play to like this white fullback over and over and over again. Eastern Washington was getting dominated off the ball. 
And that was really the difference in the game. Eastern Washington was up 20 to seven. I didn't know. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. That North, uh, North Dakota they scored States. 35 unanswered running the ball. <laughs> Every play dude, I'm, I'm me, well, we're watching it and I go run up the middle. Boom. Run up the middle. You know, what's Boom. annoying the shit out of me right now. What's that? I have been looking high and low for the stats on these games. I can't find them on ESPN.com. It's a conspiracy. I can't find them on CBS sports.com. It's a fucking conspiracy. Why am I able to find the box score? Well, I got them here, buddy. For women's softball. Where, where'd you, where'd you pull them up? I'm using the, the, the sports uh, cast app through Yahoo. Okay. Um, uh, Ganella had 20 rushes, 163 yards. They also had Bussy. 13 for 143. They also had Lupka uh, 46. Dude, this team just ran it every fucking time. Uh, impressive though. Their defense stepped up. They ended up shutting it, shutting down uh, Eric Bier in the second uh, half. And, and really they, they play Sam Houston state and I'm still not sold on Sam Houston state. The question will be, can North Dakota state throw the forward pass? Mm. Sam Houston state hasn't given up a hundred yard rusher all year. That is an impressive stat. As that, that's a single player, not a team. They haven't given up. Yeah. One. Yeah. One. I'm, yeah. Single player. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe a running back by committee. I mean, it sounds like that's what uh, North Dakota state has. Could we see North Dakota state break that barrier for the first time? I think they might be able to do I mean, they might be able to, uh, I think they will. That O line was really impressive. Looked like some NFL guys on that O line. Uh, Southern Illinois goes on the road to Weber to beat Weber State. We touched on this Stone Labanowitz. This team was down big early, and but one of the worst calls Labanowitz throws a pick on on a play that the defensive end of uh, Weber State was about four yards offsides. So I mean, he sees it and he throws it based on the fact that it's going to be offsides. Yeah, they don't, they don't call, call it. it. <laughs> they don't call it ruining his stat yeah. line. So, I mean, that was a huge play because that was like a, a pick inside his own 20. Yeah. Uh, that, that gave Southern Illinois or gave Weber state a big lead. They had a battle back from down big all game. Yeah. But stones got stones. He's got stones. And I saw the, the Southern Illinois. Saluki's doing a Ric Flair woo celebration in, in the, the locker, locker room. room afterwards. This is what I'm talking about. This is why we are Saluki fans. Woo! We are Saluki fans and, and and you better believe you better believe stone Labanowitz is going back to Carbondale, Illinois, going like this, the best looking man, (laughs) the best dressed man, long limousines, jet airplanes, custom made clothes, and any woman in the world I want just like that. God damn right. Stone Labanowitz killing it, dude played (laughs) dude. This guy is gutsy. I'm telling you, he played his ass off. Uh, really impressive performance. Uh, you look at the stat line here as I load this thing up. Labana, it's 21 of 34, 264, two touchdowns in that pick, which is really not really a pick because the guy was completely offsides. Uh, they survive in advance. Now they're going to get South Dakota State a rematch. They got house 44 3 by South Dakota State, but they didn't have their starting quarterback, Stone Labanowitz, that game. If he pulls this upset, Get then ready. We might have a little flutey legend ready. on our hands. Get what year is ready. Stone again? He's still well. He's graduating, but he's still got two years of eligibility. Nice. Two years of eligibility. The story of Stone Labanowitz is not over yet. Oh, it's not over yet, baby. You better believe the Salukis are coming to to Brookings, South Dakota. Get ready, my friends. 
Uh, then in the, in the, in the other uh, Missouri Valley game, North Dakota just trashed Bobby Petrino's road rash face. Um, <laughs> just 44 to 10, just destroyed Missouri state. Absolute shellacking. Still a great year for, for Bobby Petrino. Yeah. Nice turnaround I mean, there. Dude, th- this program has been shit for yeah. like 20 years, 30 years. Yeah. Coming in and just Xing and O in his way. That's impressive. For five and five. I mean, I'm, a lot of that was in the spring or that he made the yeah. turnaround. Yeah. So that's funny. And he's only been there this year. Right. So, uh, sacred heart, Delaware. This was one, this was a dog fight. This was a scary game yeah. for a guy that has Delaware, uh, in the national championship. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see them coming out of that. I don't rank. know. Now, man. Who would they be meeting in the second round here? They get Jacksonville state. That's not a good draw for them right now. I mean, the, I, I like the blue hen defense. You know, they averaged before this game, they averaged 11 points yeah. per game. They gave up 11 points. They only gave up 10. So they held them to under their season average. Does this put them as the uh, top uh, point per game defense in the country? I, well, I think JMU is right there. I, I think JMU was averaging 10. Delaware was averaging 11. JMU gave up 24 and uh, perhaps, perhaps, yeah. man. Delaware only gave up 10. So now the schedule is uh, Saturday. We get Alabama, A&M, Arkansas, Pine Bluff, the SWAC championship, essentially. Um, and then Sunday we get a, a just it's college football Sunday, North Beautiful. Dakota state at Sam Houston state, mm. Delaware at Jacksonville state. They really do a bad job with this though. Both games kicking off at the same time. Why don't put one of those on Saturday? You fucking idiots. All right. right. Uh, then North Dakota at James Madison, three o'clock on the West six o'clock on the East. And then Southern Illinois at South Dakota state, the nightcap 6 PM. This is going to be fantastic next Sunday. Well, What's interesting is I don't want to put any kind of jinx on JMU because they are going to win the whole fucking thing. Let's be honest. But you do have uh, three uh, Dakota schools, three Dakota rivals in the final eight here. Uh, how about this? You have four Missouri Valley teams. Very interesting. Four Missouri Valley teams. Yep. And there's not going to be four because Southern Illinois plagues South Dakota State. Right. But there's going to be at least one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Premier conference in college football this season. Uh, certainly. Can they please do spring every, every year? Oh, it'd be so good. Every right now, year's FCS, had... please do spring. You said this, you tweeted, you're, you texted me this. Tell, t- tell FCS it. on Saturday, FCS playoffs on Saturday, XFL on Sunday. Yeah. XFL when they merge with the CFL and do this world thing. Have you heard about this yeah. in Mexico and in Germany and England? Perhaps I didn't hear about that part. I've I've been obviously. I mean, it's speculation the, uh, that potentially they would have a yeah. team in Mexico City, a team in Germany, and a team in London. Amazing, along with the CFL. Amazing, that would be fucking great. But that you're right. Your tweet or your 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 tweet or text to me was fantastic because I thought, man, that would be great if FCS. Uh, and uh, is anyone listening out there? So many people. Everyone I've talked to says, man, FCS is fun. Yeah, they did this every year in the spring. Your fan bases would grow. Your ratings would grow. Imagine if ESPN like would actually put the stats online and do any advertisement for it. Yeah. It's like almost like they're against the shit, dude. Yeah. And Kramer says, well, you could even start it because uh, this thing started on like March, right? Or last week in February, right? Yeah. Uh, and most teams started in March. If you start this thing early into February, then the, the you get all of it done before the NFL draft. Yeah. So that's true. That's true. And that kind of should be what they think. I think the XFL would be like college FCS football, taking second fiddle to NCAA basketball and March madness in March is fine. 
Then they yeah. April opens up. They get April basically to themselves. NBA yeah. is not happening. That, like, it's perfect, dude. Yeah. It's and even in March, and like, it gives us entertainment for those dude, months. I was watching the Sweet Sixteen and the opening rounds of March Madness, but at the same time, I still had my TV set for some of the FCS when the, they do that quad box thing for ESPN Plus. So I, but it's it both can exist. Yeah. There's to quote George George Bush George W. There's no doubt in my mind that human being and fish can coexist. It's <laughs> <laughs> just fucking <laughs> dropping truth How bombs. How would you like to be in that crowd? You're like, what am I listening to a fucking third grader right now? <laughs> oh man. I thought he was going to say something really like, okay, this is a new plan. No, he's talking about human being and fish coexisting. <laughs> um, look, this is what everyone was thinking. I don't care. <laughs> Uh, let's get to it though, buddy. All right. Before we get to the, what you want to talk? What I also want to okay. say is, uh, regardless of what, if North Dakota state can pull off that upset of a, a Sam Houston state, if you want to call it an upset at this point, then regardless of who advances, whether it be JMU or North Dakota, you have a hell of a rivalry game in the semifinal there. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I think we all got to root for the bison right. to get it done. For one more round. <laughs> uh, Look, and I'll tell you, you know, Bison, I'm going to be, this is, I'm taking North Dakota state. All right. Cause then next Sunday, this is me. Look out, just watch him go. Look out, Bison. Um, okay. I want to tell you guys that the college football experience is brought to you by WinBet. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today, and you'll receive a special offer up to five up to a five hundred dollar risk free bet. Patty C, five hundred smackaroos. Woo! That's like fucking. That's a whole rent in fucking Vegas. All right, you can have like a six bedroom house for five hundred dollars a month in Ve- in Vegas. You can just bet that whole fucking. I don't understand thing. why that's the case, but it is. <laughs> it, it almost seems fake, doesn't it? Yeah. Like when you go to Vegas and like, I, sometimes I'll just look at the real estate market in Vegas. I'm like, wait, you get a fucking like a pool and five bedroom house for like $600 a month in Vegas. Right. You're like, how's that possible? Right. What is so much better about LA that like I, it costs four times as much. But then, then you go there in like July and you're like, God damn it. It's hot. Yeah. Dude. My buddy had a wedding at night in, uh, well, in July, but it was like 105 degrees at night. I was like, I can't even step outside in this well, tux. I mean, well, that's what I mean. If you're in the hotel, yeah, it's, it's, it's doable. I remember just being, uh, you know, I got a buddy that lives there. So I went there and I was doing stand up for 10 days there. And I wasn't really hung over having to like, I wasn't staying in the hotel. I was there. I mean, then, then I'm like going about yeah. Las Vegas, like not like as a, a person that lives there. Like he, like my buddy, we played a game of uh, softball and shit. Yeah. You know, like, we, like normal <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, this is horrible. This is a like right. stuff that you can do other places hungover. Well, if you stay in the hotel and gamble, that's what you're supposed to do. Like right. for people that live there, I don't know how they go about their life. Like, you know, going to the grocery store, you come out to the car, just hot as fuck. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Just me. It's the $500 rent. That that's how they uh, deal with it. I would live in that pool. Right. <laughs> but live in that fucking pool. What the fuck are we talking about here? I don't know what the hell we're talking about. That's the best part about it. But anyway, look, here we are. Transfer portal. All right. Two, uh, 2021 college football season right around the corner. Patty. See, when you think about it, this FCS playoffs getting us through right. FCS football, getting us through. Uh, These are pl- usually the bone dry weeks and months. Oh, this is where you, you're normally just like, 
I'm watching a fucking like Toronto Blue Jays game. I'm just like, gosh, why am I watching this? That's you know true. what I mean? Like, like I'm watching this because I put some fucking money. You're on. going broke putting yeah. your money on all these. But games I know nothing be- about the fucking sport. <laughs> right. Joe Carter's not walking through that door, right. right? And I'm just sitting there. Like, the next thing you know, I'm watching like Formula One racing on a Saturday morning, Struggling. just trying to find any bit of sport. Uh. And uh, look, we, FCS is, is is supplying us that. But now, I mean, this is going to be over what the beginning of May? Yeah, or like halfway mid-May, through mid May. Yeah, yeah. Then it's summertime. Then it's fucking. Yeah. Then it's college football. So I'm saying we start. Uh, this is why the college football experience is bringing you this. Boom. The college experience is bringing you this. Um, we've been highlighting a lot of things. Uh, by the way, I think NC Nick. Before I dive into this, you know UCLA returns the most starters out of any Power Five team in the whole country. Yeah. Wow. Maybe NC Nick is on to something. And I was also listening to a breakdown of their offensive line being really, really good. Also a very critical factor. I mean, what they, you, and they get a weak head start playing Hawaii. Then before playing LSU, look, I'm kind of buying into, uh, I mean, to, I to didn't realize upset. how many of those four losses last year. And by how many, I mean, all four of them were fucking super close. Yeah. If they just, well, and when you factor in that they missed like, Dorian Thompson Robinson, like seven players or eight players missed that Oregon game. Yeah. And they still almost won with their yeah. backup fucking quarterback, a couple tweaks and a little growth. And we might be seeing the, uh, I might, am I buying into this brewing shit? I don't know. Maybe, maybe we're, we're going to hit the Rose bowl a few times this year for sure, buddy. Okay. Uh, yeah. I tried to highlight the big transfers coming in. All right. And I'm curious what you think one would be like the biggest impact. We've Offensive s- side of the ball, skill position. Players yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just curious. You know, you see Justin Fields. Yeah. Transfer. It's obviously massive. Baker Mayfield transfer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how many, I mean, there's a lot more that, that Cam Newton was a transfer. I mean, th- there's been big impact players that have been transferring and I think it's becoming bigger and bigger. And with that, I think there, we, we should dedicate a whole episode to the new faces that are coming in, in town new places in new places or whatever the fuck. I can't talk. <laughs> um, let's start out from the top. Tanner Mordecai. You remember this guy? I do remember this guy. Hi, five-star fucking recruit. Yeah. This is hey, this is the, the, the real thing. That's going to be different about uh, college sports with this. No one year waiting period is these five guards and five-star guys. When it comes to like the decision of having to uh, give up a year of eligibility or try and stick it out and maybe step into that starting job, the yeah. decision is going to become easy for them. You get recruited by a big school and you don't win that job, peace. You know, it, that levels the playing field. And so, is that unfair to the big schools? That depends on your perspective. But really, what it does is it just changes recruiting from a one time deal to a multiple time deal. Well, I sent you this article today. And it was college basketball, but and we'll we'll talk more college basketball this this off season, But uh, on the college basketball experience, oh. um, but uh, John Rothstein wrote an article about how the SEC, it, the transfer portal is the ultimate equilibrium. Yeah, he was saying before Florida and Kentucky owned everything. Yeah, no one could get. He goes with the transfer portal. He goes. Not only have you seen the likes of, I mean, Auburn and Arkansas and Bama emerge. Uh, but he said, look at the past 10 years, South Carolina made a final four with some transfers. Yep. Um, and and not only do they get stronger, but the, the blue bloods that have been, been able to lock those guys up coming out of high school get weaker. And so, yeah, it's 
you know, double effect on leveling the playing field. It's great. And that, and I, that, I think sometimes we don't preface that enough, or, or I think most people think that I, uh, you know, I think it's better for the power five. Everyone thinks that I make the argument. Well, no, the group of five, I think it helps the group of five. Yeah. But it also hurts them. I think it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. I think it's about depends on your program. If you can retain the, there. Yeah, your players, but uh, I think it really helps the power five. The schools you're not used to that, I mean, that should have the same, you know, chance like Iowa State this year. I have no idea if they have transferred, but I'm just saying they're, they're a team that should get the same amount of respect as Oklahoma. I don't know that they will, but I'm saying they should, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, especially the way they played them under Matt Campbell. But that's my point is like these other teams that traditionally aren't your powers, hopefully. Well, especially in college basketball, hopefully this transition starts to ha- occur in football because I think it makes the sport better. I agree. I don't know that it's going to have as drastic an impact just because uh, I don't know. It just feels like sitting on the bench in basketball as like a four star when you could be, you know, playing for a group of five or another power five team. If you went to North Carolina and you're end of the bench as a freshman four star well, shit. North Carolina lost their, their three <laughs> starters this year. They said, fuck it. Right. Garrison Brooks is what Mississippi state. Now, uh, the other guys at Auburn, I mean, the, the, the other guy went pro. So yeah, I mean, traditionally they, they would have the, the, you know, the whole kit and caboodle to themselves, but yeah, the, the grass is going to be greener, light, rightfully so, if you can transfer over to Arkansas and be the, the primetime scorer on that uh, team. And you don't have to sit out a year before. The sit out a year, I think, kept you sticking there because you're like, man, I don't want to just sit for a fucking year. Yeah, this guy's going to be gone in a yeah. couple years. Let me the just, coach could get fired in that year. Yeah. I'm not going to sit out, out the fucking year, you know? Yeah. And I don't blame him. So, anyway, let's get to this. Tanner, uh, Tanner Mordecai, right? Yeah. Did I say Tanner? Is Tanner it? Mordecai. Yeah. You got it. SMU. Shane Bouchelle, they had a, a, a Texas transfer. He is projected to go, I think, in the sixth or seventh round. Yep. By the way, check out my NFL mock draft over sportsgamblingpodcast.com. I preview all seven rounds. Um, what do you think of SMU? You think this could be, this is a great get, right? It is a great get. Um, again, we haven't seen a ton from Tanner Mordecai, but he beat out Spencer Rattler in camp for the job. Uh, and was the starter at the beginning of the year, if I'm not mistaken. Obviously, Rattler quickly took over, um, given the first opportunity. I was surprised Michelle left, first off. He's projected as a sixth or seventh rounder. Why not go get one more year of. Yeah. I don't football. get it either. It's like when Brad Kaya came out and he was a sixth round draft pick. I, that, that high school five star or whatever it is went to their head, and they think the NFL scouts still see him as that. New. end up playing for the Edmonton Eskimo or the Edmonton football team. Um, <laughs> yeah, <there you> go. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, look, I think he comes in. What do you think of SMU in general this year? I think SMU could be, could be sitting on a nice little uh, season here. They got Abilene Christian out the gate. Yeah. Sonny Dykes doing a good job here. And Jim Levitt's their DC now. Now you think that was a, uh, uh, an attraction for Mordecai is getting into a system where they throw the ball around a little bit. Probably Sonny Dykes, Lincoln Riley, they're both, uh, you know, Right. Air raid. They come. They come from Mike Leach's coaching yes. tree. There you go. So, so perhaps, easy transition for him too. Yeah, could have factored. But I mean, when we look at the end of the year, and I guess this is the question I'm asking by going through these transfers, these big name transfers. Do you think this is one we're saying, hey, is this a potential Heisman candidate? I don't think he's a Heisman candidate, but especially given their schedule, 
which uh, it could be a sleeper, man. Doesn't have UC. Oh, it does have UCF. Well, well, the end of their schedule is really tough, but through the beginning of their schedule, they could be sharp. But man, this team finishes at Memphis, hosting UCF at Cincy. That's actually really the last five Tulsa. games, really. Yeah, and at ever since that bye, they they have a. I think they beat TCU the last time they played them, but uh, yeah, they're gonna start out five and one and then finish five and seven. Dude. I mean, look at that. You go by week, then Tulane at Houston at Memphis home to UCF at Cincy home to Tulsa. Brutal. They might get one of those two. Maybe. I don't know. He has I'm, been doing I'm a good curious. job. Well, don't sleep. Oh my God. Jim Levitt, man. I'm very curious to that see what the air raid will be like with Jim Levitt on the other side. It's, it's pretty rare. I feel like that you pair an elite like offensive system with a great defensive coordinator. I don't yeah. know why it's so rare, but it does seem like it doesn't happen very often. Um, so you don't think this is one that we're going to be talking about in, in December saying, man, what a fucking year. Should we put him in Ty Detmer numbers, something like that? I think Mordecai will prove himself as a uh, capable starter, you know, given this, especially this beginning of the football season to break him in and get his confidence up. Abilene Christian, North Texas at Louisiana tech to start the season, they'll go to TCU and get rocked, but you know, they've, they've played them actually pretty close. They beat them last time they played. That's true. I don't even know they'll get rocked. Yeah. Um, how about Jared Guantanamo Bay Guarantano, uh, transferred from, from Tennessee to Wazoo. <laughs> well, and he's going to be starting some because I believe Jaden Delora, who was great in his, his freshman campaign, considering there was only four or five games. Um, he got a DUI. Mm. So I think he's suspended for the first couple games. Gotcha. So now it's going to be Guantanamo Bay. Who might I add opening first pass Wazoo spring game did get intercepted. <laughs> Shout out to Alan Cooley, but he actually put up good numbers in Rolovich's system. I actually think it could work out a little bit here, but I, this is another one. What do you think? It's good insurance policy, especially considering they got the commitment from him before the DUI. So it ended up being the, the, it's, the insurance is already paying off. All right. <laughs> um, what do you think though? This is a I big mean, recruit. He's got arm he talent. a big recruit. Yeah. He's got physical talent and arm talent. Maybe Rolovich, you know, yeah. I don't know if we would consider him a quarterback guru or a quarterback whisperer, but he was a, a pretty high performing quarterback himself in college. And he has done some, he's had unexpected success at Hawaii and came out and did really well year one at Wazoo. So what do you think? Like, what do you think uh, Wazoo does this year? You look at the schedule. Like, like you think, uh, what, what is it where bowl game or bust or what? Ah, it's tough. Like, to, what's a good year. If you're a Wazoo fan, you know, I think you've gotten used to going bowling for the most part. I think that's a reasonable expectation for this program. Uh, they're out of conference schedule with the Utah state being a little bit down and Portland state being very beatable BYU BYU. Yeah. That's a tough one, but they get all three, uh, nine conference games Pullman, at home. Yeah. So dude, you, you let them win those three and, uh, yeah, there's some other very winnable games on the schedule. I mean, hosting it's Arizona. so hard to predict. I have no idea who wins like Oregon state, Washington state. I bet they get one of them though, because yeah. they've been co- competitive. Yeah. I, I see them bowling with that. In, six and six, seven and five, something like that. Six and six. What's the ceiling? Seven and five, seven, eight wins. Yeah. Somewhere in there. And what's, what's, uh, what's, what's the, the floor? Ba- yeah. I don't see them getting less than four. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm on board. I think. Yeah. I think they're going to get Utah state, especially because uh, Blake Anderson year one first game. That's a great spot to catch them. And then uh, Portland state, we know is dog shit. Montana just beat them by like 50. 
Uh, and then BYU is kind of reloading. Yeah. BYU still could beat them though. Yeah. I just don't, yeah. uh, it's too, for me too early to say just how good of a coach Rolovich really is. But that I will say, I mean, I highlight this all the time is that the turnaround from the Chow, like we faded Hawaii for two years in a row under Norm Chow. Yeah. And Rolovich came in and I thought, man, okay. I get it. He's a June Jones guy. You want to go there, Yeah. but he's got his work cut out for him. I thought it was going to be like a four or five year job right? where he, like, you're going to see the turn yeah. in, in the fourth or fifth year. No, he got into a bowl game in year one. I was like, what the fuck? How long was he at Hawaii? I think only three or four years. Yeah. Yeah. A rising star. We'll see if he can maintain it in the power five. He's uh, Washington state has never been a super easy place to win. Uh, it hasn't been impossible to win, but it's not. Yeah. Mike price did it. Mike Leach did it. They, yeah. m- maybe they should have just hired a Mike. Um, <laughs> but uh, Guarantano, you think he's going to end up being the guy or De- is Delora going to be the guy when he comes back from the suspension? I, I would be lying if I said I knew <laughs> I'd say this is a 50, 50 thing. I yeah. mean, Delora, Delora looked good though, man. Yeah. Then I would say uh, I mean, he's a freshman. Guarantano is a, uh, a insurance policy. I'll like say this. Said. If if they're three and oh, under, uh, under Guantanamo Bay, then you might just ride them for the rest of the year. Yeah. But if not, if they lose that third, I think they're going to be two and oh, but that uh, third game was in the USC. Do you pull the trigger then and put in Delora? I don't know. That's going to be very interesting to watch what Rolovich does up in Pullman. How about this one? This was bre- recent news, Patty C. Yeah. What Joe Milton from Michigan goes to Tennessee where Hendon Hooker already transferred there this offseason. So they have uh, Joe Milton and Hendon Hooker. They just solved their quarterback problem. That's good depth. That's better depth yeah. than a lot of teams have. Well, did they really solve their quarterback problem? Because Guantanamo Bay is gone. Yeah, that's a addition by subtraction. <laughs> uh, but Milton didn't exactly light it up at Michigan and Hooker is throwing five passes a game at Virginia tech. <laughs> so I know that well, it depends uh, what you run and run. Maybe they're going to run them uh, heavy again. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh homie who they just brought in likes to throw the ball around Josh Heupel. Heupel. Yeah. So maybe they go Milton, huh? Who yeah. starts? Who do you think wins? Gun to your head there. <sighs> I think hooker is a better quarterback. I mean, I think Milton has the more tantalizing potential based on physical attributes and, you know, arm arm game. Um, mm-hmm. But uh Hennon hooker is proven to kind of get it done and win some games. So I would go with hooker. What are you expecting out of, uh, out of hypo in year one? Uh, same you, thing. Everyone you, else does. You think they'll make a bowl? Cause if they make a bowl, then maybe there'll be some buzz around these quarterbacks. I want to know by what, by the time we're done rattling off these names, who you think will be, who's going to shine. Yeah. The one that everyone's talking about. Cause there's always one or two. I feel like Derek King of Miami last year coming yeah. over from, from Houston. Oh, it's to be expected though. Uh, how about uh, Jalen Hurts when he went to Oklahoma? I mean, there's yeah. a lot. There's like didn't, every year. Didn't I feel know like he was going to pan out that well. Yeah, that's Lincoln Riley, buddy. Yeah. Uh, you look at Tennessee's schedule. They get Bowling Green out the gate. They're one of the worst teams in college football. Then they get Pitt. Who? I mean, I just went through a mock draft. Pitt had seven seven players drafted. Patty C. Or projected to be projected. Dra- oh, yeah. yeah, to be drafted. Pat, I don't get it. Can we? I know you disagree. Five of the top hundred players in the country. Uh, according to this mock five, uh, first three rounders. I know that you disagree here. Shouldn't Narduzzi be fired just off that? <laughs> like that's true. You have a, you, there's only a you're going like six teams. and six every year with, with Alabama talent. <laughs> yeah. With, I mean, with a really high level amount of talent. It's just, I wonder, it is weird whether that is more of like a, 
Hey, he did a great job developing the talent or because the recruiting rankings don't really reflect that. That's true, but whatever. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you still should win more with that. If you're going to have that many players on your team that are yeah. making the next I mean, level and the fact that Pitt has traditionally been a hotbed for football, yeah. you know, as a re- recruiting uh, area, there's plenty of talent there. It's not like Narduzzi is like, you know, finding diamonds in the middle of the desert. You know, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but yeah, Pittsburgh is fertile recruiting ground. They should be able to win some games. I'm trying to find some diamonds in the desert. Uh, you th- uh, I mean, what do you think? Six and six is the, is the ceiling for hypo in year one. He gets South Alabama Vandy. That's two wins. Could be, he could beat Kentucky, right? Three South Carolina four. Uh, I don't see him getting to, I don't see him going bowling year one. Yeah, I don't either. I'm just trying to talk. talk I mean, bowling green, Cooley, Tennessee tech. To- South Carolina at home could be three. Yeah, that's three. Okay, they get South Alabama, like you said, and Vandy at home. That's, that's five. five. So if they can just beat Kentucky or Ole Miss in Knoxville, no, they're at. at they got to go to Lexington. But uh, they get Ole Miss in Knoxville. That's the worst defense in the country last year. <laughs> Tell me, they they could they, they could, are they could beat Pitt. They we just talked about how they go six and six every year. They could they could go bowling. They could go bowling. We'll see what they do. I just have a hard I'd time bet against it. Believing they do it right. I exactly. bet against it. Uh, where are we at here? Let's go down the line here. But, uh, now these next two are the ones that I could see being difference makers. I can't, I mean, look, I'm hoping I really am rooting for Mackenzie Milton. Yeah. I I would love to see him turn this around, but what makes you think, I mean, the guy almost had his leg amputated, (laughs) right? And the other, the freshman played good last year. I'm drawing a blank on the name right now. Christian. He's someone's brother. I'm drawing a blank on it. He's uh. Purdy's brother. Oh yeah. Right. Brock Purdy's brother. Um, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? You you think he says he's going to play? Well, I, I would need to see a little more. Obviously people were a little hyped up about him from his spring game performance, throwing the ball around, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's just as good a chance that he sits on the bench the whole year. Um, so who knows, but but his upside is there. It's year two. Their and schedule, really year one for Norvell. Their schedule's a lot like, by the way, another team that has a bunch of draft picks based on last year. Norvell shit. was year one, so I'll give him a pass. Yeah. But uh their their schedule's a lot like SMU's. Out the gate. I mean, if they can find a way to beat Notre Dame, which I know you're calling for the upset, but after that you have Jacksonville State. Maybe, maybe Jacksonville State. I mean shit, you're yeah. playing ball. <laughs> then at Wake, I don't know, man. This is a hard schedule. I mean, I love the fact they brought in UMass. And uh, I mean, UMass is the worst team on their schedule. Jacksonville state would probably beat UMass by three touchdowns. Um, I don't know. I don't think they're going to have a good year. I mean, is Florida state Miami now, or are they just having a couple of down years? Are they, have, has the program collapsed worse under Miami? Has Miami been, this I mean, bad? Miami, yeah, Miami has been bad years like this. They won like two games last year. <laughs> That's true. I mean, they only played like six or seven. No, no, no. ACC played 10. Right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. You're right. Um, yeah. Florida state has gotten really bad. I don't think I, I know Miami kind of bottomed out in that four to five win range, I think. Um, but they had some bad losses. They got annihilated by Clemson. Shit. They lost by uh, what? 49 to UVA in the final game of the Rose yeah, that's bowl. That's at the orange bowl. So. That's bad. Um, I, this is one of the more compelling ones. I just want to see him succeed. But I'm I'm not expecting him to start. You? Um yeah, I'm not one hundred percent sure. But I will say that there are enough X factors that if everything came together for Florida State, it could be one that looks like, oh wow, 
that went a lot better than I thought it would. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm on board. Okay. Jack Cohn going from Wisconsin. That was another one. Alex Hornerbrook went from Wisconsin to Florida state. Yeah. That didn't pan out. Yeah. Uh, now you have Cone going from Wisconsin to Notre Dame. There Cone was out like for the year a season ago, right? So not only is he coming into a new system, he needs to he's make rusty, sure he's got his shit right, together. And he's coming off an injury. Uh, this one is tempting to me because Notre Dame could really be a player this year, as we saw last year. I mean, somewhat of a player. You know what I mean? Like, there's always a ceiling. They're they're yeah. going to get destroyed every time they play a really good team. But they are starting to turn the corner recruiting, though. I think the addition of Marcus Freeman. I mean, they're sitting at uh, number four right now, I believe maybe number five. They're, they're getting there, but they're not there yet. Talent wise. Um, you're right. I, I don't think that there's any quarterbacks on the roster though, right now that are legitimate challengers for that spot. Dude, look at this six game stretch home to Purdue neutral site versus Wisconsin home to Cincy at Virginia tech home to USC, home to North Carolina. Well, they always schedule hard, but yes, this is a particularly difficult stretch. Um, they might, I don't know if they could lose all five, <laughs> but they could certainly lose three of them. That was six games. I gave you, okay. Yeah. Which was the uh, last one. I, oh, I started with Purdue, which I have Purdue winning that game as an upset. I think, I think they might beat Wisconsin though. I wasn't really impressed with Wisconsin last year. Um, well, Cone may have a little, uh, Edge uh, that, that is that is a compelling angle. Yeah. yeah, I love it. We're not thinking about that one yet. Cone versus. Oh, I Wisconsin. can't wait! I can't wait to watch that. I like that. Yeah, especially if he banged one of the uh, uh, Badgers' girlfriends. No, that was Hornerbrook. Oh, that was Hornerbrook. Yeah, yeah, that was okay. Hornerbrook. <laughs> Man, that, that that name fits then. Uh, wait, do you have the? Uh, there yeah, we go. I got oh, you. Gotta um, hit this bottle opener. Keep this thing rolling. Um. Okay, but what, what do you think, Cone? What do you think the ceiling is now? Uh, College football playoffs with Jack Cone? Could Cone be the one uh, emerging the most notes? so far? No, I'm saying Cone could be the one with the highest ceiling. I don't think uh, SMU. I guess you got to say okay, there's somewhat potential to to make a deep run. Yeah, we see it every year. A team like Cincinnati or Tulsa last year, SMU could be that team, right? Yeah, I would probably bet against it, but I, I would say there, there's one. If they, yeah, if they there's one that get that, an edge and win some close yeah. games. There's a chance we could be talking could be about Mordecai having a perfect season or having a great, you know, yeah, a 12 and one season. season. Yeah. Uh, Guantanamo Bay. I don't think so. Milton and hooker. I don't think so. Even McK- Mackenzie Milton. Look, I hope he has the greatest fucking year of his life. Yeah. I hope he gets ass every day from a different girl, but I'm saying they're not going to the playoffs. I don't think it's their schedule. I think they're, they're going to have a hard season. Yeah. They might um, not go bowling. Cohen though has a chance. And look, Ian book was good. And book was a good quarterback, but there was a physical ceiling to his game. He's skinny, six feet tall, you know, yeah, not your, and, and not particularly fast. He was quick, but not lightning. He wasn't ever Golson out there. Like to, we don't know if Cohen has a little higher ceiling potentially as a quarterback than Ian book does. Maybe he's got a slightly stronger arm. Maybe he stands in the pocket a little more. Maybe his mobility is comparable to books. Book was actually pretty agile, I thought. Yeah, book was yeah. Book, book was good. He's projected I, I, to go fifth, sixth round. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that Cone's gonna. Be, I mean, Cone was only a three star coming out, so I don't know that Cone's gonna be any better than Book. If anything, if he's even comparable to Book in his production, then that's a fucking great. But that could be pickup. one though, where Notre Dame somehow finds itself in the playoffs, and we are talking about Jack Cone. I would say he he has the highest ceiling so far, and Mordecai probably second in terms of a situation he's stepping in and his upside. We're, yeah, where everyone's talking about him. In, yeah, in fucking December. That's true. 
Uh, how about this? Is one I actually think is underrated. I agree with you, Ryan Helinski, uh, South Carolina, who had a great freshman year, and then his sophomore year, which is the COVID season. Mike Bobo came to town with his six-year grad transfer, Colin Hill from Colorado State, where Bobo was previously the head coach. So they went with Hill. He knew the offense. Helinski didn't. Yeah. Helinski dips out for Northwestern where Northwestern loses Peyton Ramsey. But I actually think Helinski is a better passer than Ramsey. Now Ramsey might've been more of a, I don't even know that he's more of an athlete. I think Northwestern gets better by getting Helinski. Interesting. I feel like this is Tommy boy. Helinski auto parts. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's great. Zelensky. Yeah. Helensky auto parts. We need a, uh, we need to do an ad for Helensky with the, yes. uh, the big head. Yeah. With driving Dan a little car. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is an underrated one though, man. What do you think Northwestern does this year? I, w- I want to take a peek at the schedule real quick, but this is a team that routinely, you know, outperforms your expectations. The defense last year was phenomenal. Oh, um, great. I mean, they have a corner projected in the first two rounds. Maybe a first rounder. Yeah. Look, I think la- he's like number 21. Look at Pat Fitzgerald. Seven and two last year. Yeah. Played for the Big Ten Championship. All right. 2019, three and nine. Sure. That's going to happen every five years, right? I but after know. that, n- before that, nine and five. Yeah. Right? Wait, nine and five. Do they play for the, they play in the Big Ten Championship? So they Dude, won. This is the first time I'm looking at their schedule this year. Hold on. But they've won the West two of three years right now. Two of the last three. Yeah. And to go back to 17, 2017. 10 and three, right? Yeah. 2016. Uh, as soon as the seven and six, this guy wins every, every, every fucking time. I mean, did 17, did they make, did they win the big 10? No, they didn't Dude, their schedule sets up this year for a really special year. Cause there's no fucking real heat. They don't have to play Ohio state or Penn state cross division. They have to go to Michigan, but they're very capable of beating Michigan. They are. And so, if oh, they get, dude, I like this schedule. Look, off the top, they should be five and zero. They should be five and zero. The Nebraska game could could get scary a little bit. It could, right? but they're hosting Michigan State. They should win that. Yeah, they're hosting Indiana State, who's decent on the FCS ranks. But they, they're you know they're pussies. They they canceled their season. Um, <laughs> at Duke, for some reason, Duke plays them good. Yeah, for some reason, I think I think they could win that game. But Duke does play Northwestern good. Yeah, I would still favor Northwestern based on recent history, though. Frank Solich. In Ohio, could be a, a decent that's game. That's a tricky game. A better game than yeah, you would think, yeah. but still Northwestern. Uh, at, yeah, they sh- they could be five and zero, dude. And then they get a bye go- before hosting Rutgers. They're going to be six and zero. They're going to be six and zero going into Michigan, and wow. Michigan catches them. Uh, right, looking. I mean, I dude, guess Michigan catches Michigan. them off of a bye. They could Man. beat Michigan though. Both these teams are coming off a bye. Michigan could easily be five and one. Helinski's the one that everyone could be talking about, dude. Watch, watch Northwestern's going to be 0 and 5. <laughs> this game is going to be college game day. This is a, this is a, a nice schedule though. Yeah. And then after that, it's, it's not super hard. They Madison. host Minnesota. Madison is the other, the other trap game, right? Yeah. November 13th. But those are the only two really tough games on the schedule. And well, they, I mean, some of these ones though, Northwestern never blows anybody out. I feel like. So some of these games that we just yeah. think are going to be a team's going to hang around and catch yeah. them, but I mean, still, even if that happens once or twice, they're probably yeah, going to win the Big a, Ten. Yeah, and Helinski could, could West, be playing in the Big Ten championship. Yeah. That is a, a one that I think we I, – I think that one might – so if you had to order it right now, you go what, Cone, Helinski, Mordecai? I think so. I think that sounds about right. I, 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 that's an I think there's angle. a big drop off after Cone and Helinski because we just don't know what to expect. Well, there's a couple. There's a couple out there, though. Grant Gunnell going from Arizona to Memphis. 
Don't know a lot about Grant Connell. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, he played all right at Arizona at times, but let, let's let's pull up Memphis's schedule. Um, I know you're a Silverfield guy. You know <laughs> what I mean? So, what do you think Memphis can do this year? Oh, the the Tigers look. They, they have a hard schedule, dude. That's not a impossible schedule. I'm just saying, any. Nichols has got a lightning offense. <laughs> Arkansas State. I mean, I guess Butch Jones factor. You got to favor Memphis. They should there. win both of those. And they're UTSA hosting played Mississippi good, State. Hosting yeah, Mississippi State. That that's a 50-50. But who do they draw? Like they're drawing East Carolina from the East. They're they're the best team in the country. <laughs> and then you have UCF out of the East. So there, there was who's the third team? Don't they get three? Temple at Temple. Eh, all right, all right. Too too bad they're not gonna have a good. There go six and six. Grant Gunnell six is, and six. Uh, is Grant Gunnell gonna be the surprise? Uh, I no. think I think you're sleeping on Memphis saying six and six. I think they're gonna have a better season than that. Six and six. Um, how about let's let's go to your boy Show Chuck Show whatever Texas Tech. It's Tyler Show from Oregon. This is a big time. This is a guy. I mean, he was a starter for a little bit. Uh, this guy doesn't do anything for me. I'm not gonna lie. Aside from uh, starring uh, Abercrombie photo shoots, <laughs> this guy has no business, you know, with his name in the in the big lights. I don't think he's got that kind of upside. But Texas Tech could have a big year. What do you think? I mean, they get Houston out the gates, Dana Holgerson in, in Houston. Tricky game. Um, but if they win that, then they got CNF Austin and FIU. They could be 3-0 and coming to Austin and probably wanting revenge after that crazy horseshoe <laughs> that uh, the Longhorns had up their ass last year. Getting two onside kicks in the final what three minutes of the game to it's just, not inconceivable for them to have a four and zero start here. It's not likely, but three and one's almost likely. Yeah, three and one, and then they still have Kansas on the sky. I don't know. Six. What's the ceiling here? Six and six, seven and five, seven and five, maybe even eight and four for the really good year. I don't think eight and four, but Probably maybe not. Maybe I've been wrong before, Patty C. Um, how about this though? Let's 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 talk a little Alan Bowman. This is one that, you know, if Harbaugh doesn't screw this up, this guy's coming from a school that traditionally produces yeah. Alan Bowman and a conference from that Texas produces good Tech. quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. Alan Bowman coming from Texas Tech to Michigan. Here's the knock on him is he's been injured the past couple of years. Mm. So he's got to stay healthy. Well, you know what? I just saw something where they're saying uh, the one dude from Air, uh, Nevada. Who Carson started Strong? last year? No, who 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 is their the quarterback star? for Nevada? Carson Strong. No, no, the uh, Michigan's quarterback, um, Milton, right? No, Milton, the guy who replaced him. Oh, uh, it was uh, the white guy, number twelve, right? Yeah, yeah. I know who you're I'll talking about. Yeah, he apparently is penciled in. Like, I mean, he's wait, he's, he's gonna be ahead of Bowman. He's inked in as a starter right now, according to their offensive coordinator. What's his name? Is it like Mick something, right? Yeah, uh, or is that McCaffrey? I'm thinking of. I don't da, know. Da, 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 da. We're gonna find this guy. By the way, John, John McKellar, quarterback at uh, Michigan Central Michigan, shot. I know, but he's in stable condition. Okay, so, good. You know, thoughts and prayers out there. McNamara. Um, McNamara, yeah, you're right. That's what it was. Um, Cade, they swear by Cade him. McNamara, right? Yeah, Cade yeah. McNamara. They swear by him. Uh, they think he's got the potential. I mean, he did show moxie at times, but they just sucked. I saw what they did to Shea Patterson. All right. <laughs> Shea Patterson looks like a, a great quarterback at Ole Miss. He goes to Michigan, looks like fucking, I don't yeah, know, high school. Stan Gelball. Um, <laughs> what do you think here? What do you think here? What's Michigan's ceiling? They're, they're, they're going to have a tough year, dude. They're going to be looking at like eight and four, nine and three, maybe. They're going to have a tough year, I think. 
I mean, look, they're at Penn State, at Wisconsin, at Nebraska, at Michigan State, home to Ohio State, home to Washington. Yeah. Home that, to Northwestern, home to Indiana. Eight wins probably uh probably generous. They might be scrambling they got the, they for got a the bowl. work cut out for them, man. They got the work cut out for them. And and I think a lot of the reason why is I like this Washington court. Uh, Washington got uh, a quarterback, right? Didn't Washington get a big transfer? Uh, I thought I, I thought I had. Wa- I thought Washington. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Washington's quarterback transferred to uh, uh, Garbers from Washington to UCLA. Yeah, Ethan Garbers. Okay, that maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Um, oh no, no, they did. They got the Colorado State transfer. They got Patrick O'Brien, who was originally a, a Nebraska recruit. A, a big recruit under what's the court, what's the coach previous than frost Mike Riley. And he dipped out to Colorado state. I actually think Patrick O'Brien has got some talent. All right. See him. Keep, keep an eye see out him in Seattle. Keep an eye out on Patrick O'Brien at Washington. I'm uh, I'd be, I mean, I, I have no idea the quarterback race there, but I think that could be an under the radar one. Patio. Patio O'Brien. Sounds um, like a fucking bar. Patty O'Brien's. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm sure it is a bar. I would bet heavy money that there's probably fucking 300 bars all across the nation. Patty O'Brien's. Um, I want to tell the folks out there that the college experience transfer portal episode is brought to you by Roman. Yes. Roman. Um, look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three putt with a tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom, sometimes it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. I need you to know that go to getroman.com slash SGP. Now with Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with daily two-day shipping. Uh, the whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash SGP and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Go to getroman.com slash SGP for $15 off your first month. That is a no-brainer. Getroman.com slash SGP. Um, all right. I'm telling you the Patrick, the, the Patrick O'Brien one underrated to me. Um, Garbers to UCLA is not going to be a thing this year, right? Because DTR is there. Yeah. You would, you would figure. I, I kind of like this Bailey zap kid. <laughs> I like the name. He comes from Houston Baptist where he put up unbelievable numbers. Patty C. If you were to go look at the, I think two years ago last year, cause I think they only had like a two or three game season. So you gotta, you gotta find 2019 Bailey stat. zap from Houston. Well, Bapp. And they brought in Western Kentucky brought in their, uh, their wideouts too. It kind of brought, I don't know if the OC went, went from Houston Baptist to Western Kentucky, but uh, I mean, I'm trying to dig up these stats right now to talk about zap, but this guy lit up the FCS. I mean, lit up the fucking FCS. So. I would bet all the money in my bank account that we're not talking about Bailey Zap in December. Um, I'm just gonna hit you with some. Uh, so maybe you should think about this. Maybe, but maybe you better start thinking about yours. The three, uh, third. Uh, where, where are we at here? He played 12 games in 2019, right? 35 touchdowns, 15 picks, 64 percent completion percentage. 
Uh, QB rating of 137. Bailey Z, baby. And look, the receivers, I believe, is to look at his top two receivers. Ben Ratzleff, 87 catches for 1,200 yards, 12 TDs. Jareth Stearns, 105 catches, 9 TDs. And they're lighting up the old stats. Watch out there. for the Hilltoppers. Um, yeah, so I guess we're not going to be talking about him, but that's just because you're a prejudice. You're a fucking TMZ, dude. <laughs> You don't want to talk about the Hilltoppers. I mean, what the fuck are the Hilltoppers going to do? You want to go you said the Hillcockers. The Hillcockers. Uh, what do you mean? What are they going to do? They're going to do things. Bailey Hockman, NC State, goes to Middle Tennessee. Interesting. Yeah. He played good. When, when, uh, what's his name? O'Leary or Devin Leary went out? Yeah. He Stepped played and did a good job. Yeah. I was kind of shocked that he. I feel like Doran had some pretty good tutelage of quarterbacks. So maybe the development is already done for. Stock still a little bit, and he steps in, and you know, especially. But we're not going to be talking about Middle Tennessee, and except for, except for when they beat Virginia Tech. That like could be when we talk about. That. <laughs> uh, how about this one, Anthony Russo? This one's underrated, I think, it's because a little Russo, bit yeah. Russo was on the NFL. Like I was uh, reading a season ago with COVID issues when we were, in, we weren't certain we were going to have a college football season. Yeah, I saw some people say Russo could be a uh, mid-round NFL selection if Russo going to Michigan State where Rocky Lombardi leaves and now he's at Northern Illinois. Yeah. This could be interesting. Yeah. Michigan state has done a decent job producing quarterbacks. I don't get it, but they do. Well, I think what it is is that they, they play in it in a tough division, maybe the toughest second toughest probably. Yeah. Uh, and they don't have a talent advantage over all of the teams and, and they run a pro style system for the most part. And so, Just you know, you're getting that limit look. the turnovers, right? You're, yeah. you're, you're managing the game. I mean, you produce a Kirk cousins of a quarterback. You're not producing Kirk cousins. Got like $80 million from the Redskins, <laughs> right? Right. And then got traded and got like a hundred million dollars from the Vikings. His right. agent better be getting just, he's got the same agent that, that strippers, uh, right? LSU quarterback that went to the Seahawks, Matt after was one, it Matt Mark, maybe Matt, but it was one. I think it was Matt something, but he got paid off of one game. I know what you're talking about with the Packers. Then he went to the Seahawks. Then he went to the Raiders after that. Yeah. They're on a blank. It might be Matt mock. Um, either way. I mean, geez, Russo though, this is kind of flying under the radar a little bit. He was, he was solid. I think that's, that, that's an uh, underrated get by, uh, by, by the Spartans there by Sparty. Charlie Brewer, Baylor to Utah. This is a guy who won 11 games at Baylor just two years ago. Patty C. Yeah. This is an underrated game, but, but Utah didn't only just get Charlie Brewer. They got Quinton Jackson from Texas. They have two big time transfers coming into Utah. And I should mention that they they're Jake Bentley, who came in from South Carolina to Utah last year, bounced out to South Alabama. The There's transfer lot, portal yeah. getting crazy. That's um, right. The, the, the quarterback carousel, it goes around and around. I, I was reading that. Uh, Brewer's got a, a foot up on everybody. He's got, uh, he looks like he's going to be the starter in, in, in Salt Lake city. This is one that actually could, we could really be talking about. In December. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. if you won 11, the last time he was playing two years ago, no, no years ago? last year, he actually struggled in Larry Fedora and Dave Aranda's, uh, you know, Dave Aranda came in. And the reason why I think he transferred is whatever was going on in Baylor last year, that offense was shit. Yeah. So couldn't get him figured out. Yeah. New OC though. So perhaps that could be some of it. Well, let's the, pull up the youth football schedule. The Brewers have been known to transfer. Wasn't it Michael Brewer that transferred out of Texas to? Uh, 
Yeah, Virginia, Virginia Tech. Tech yeah. Had some good success until he got banged up against, uh, and even after that, against Ohio State. But uh, yeah, I, I expect production here. What do you think Utah does? They could be man. That's tough schedule. Let's take a when look your at worst old... team is a college football playoff team. Weaver State to start it off. Uh, hopefully he's ready for that because that could be a challenge on a Thursday night in Salt Lake City. Immediately going to BYU at this point. Back to back away too, and then at San Diego State. Yeah, jeez. Then the conference play starts right after that. It's not the the pack the the. I mean, the thing about Utah is they're probably as good as any team in the yeah. Pac-12. Yeah. Um, both from and they have that great home. I mean, but they're at USC. They normally lose in LA. They win in Salt Lake City. Whittingham is probably the best coach in the Pac-12. You can make that 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 case based off of. I mean, well, with some of them we don't even know, but uh, Chip Kelly or Chip Kelly. I think be. what you can make a case for Kelly because of what he did at Oregon, right? Yeah. After absolutely, that. absolutely, you could. Although uh, Oregon has been going through coach after coach and having relative success, yeah, he, he took them obviously as high as they went. But I mean, what's his name? Took him back to. Don't sleep on Carl Durrell, buddy. Carl Durrell is good. Yes, yeah, so but he's done better at UCLA than Chip Kelly has. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, probably inherited some a slightly better situation. But um, I mean, USC's coach uh, Helton. Oh, and you got to give him his credit. He's been winning there. No, <laughs> stop it. Get the fuck out of here. I, I mean, at a certain you. point, dude, you could put winning is winning and losing is losing, but dude, you could put fucking, you could put Ted Danson as head coach of fucking USC <laughs> and he'd win eight or nine games. Most years. Right. All right. <laughs> fucking Ted Danson. All right. Three men and a fucking baby. All right. Um, yeah, I, I, what do you think though? This is one that they could. I mean, I think they could win the Pac-12 South. So that means they they will be talking about them. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if they'll be playoff bound because they feel like they always lose a close game or two. Yeah, but they could be top ten. Could be getting one of those useless bowl I games. I agree. Charlie Brewer may be on our radar late in the season. Uh, okay, let's hop down. Uh, Nikosi Perry, by the way, hasn't announced where he's transferring to. This is an interesting one. All right, little surprise there. Hokies, get on the phone. <laughs> Seriously, who does uh, Tech have at the quarterback had, position now? I think, I mean, they were going with one of the players that played last year for him, but Patterson left for North Dakota State. Yeah. Hooker left for Tennessee. The guy, the other guy that was playing, there was another guy playing for them last year. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Pull up his stats. So how about Dewan Mathis? Burmeister went where? Burmeister. Yeah, Burmeister's their cue. Okay. How about Dewan Mathis from Georgia? This is a big time recruit. To Temple? To Temple. That is, uh, that's the type of power five to group of five trickle down we're looking for. That's interesting. Or Chase Bryce, former Clemson quarterback, goes from Duke to App State. App State's defense going to be loaded this year, Patty C. Watch out for the Mountaineers. I am interested th- for that. I do think that uh, the former, uh, who is it that went from Duke to, uh, was it Northwestern or uh, Clemson to uh, Illinois, where, where? no Clemson to Northwestern. Clemson, he didn't pan. Hunter out. Johnson. Hunter Johnson. He that one didn't horrible at Northwestern. But dude. Chase Bryce stepped in for Lawrence when he went down and played admirably and and saved Clemson's national yeah. championship season. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. So I think that's a pretty good transfer for App State. Um, I'm curious. Daryl Mack, UCF to Old Dominion. Going back home to VA. Does that one be one we're talking about? No, I don't think we're going to talk about it. But it could be a difference maker. How about Jack Abraham from Southern Miss to Mississippi State? Miss, okay. Mississippi State, by the way, they also went out. Well, they got the freshman, Will Rogers, who I think will be their starting quarterback. I watched their spring game the other day. Yeah. But Jack Abraham from Southern Miss comes in. 
look, and then Leach goes out and gets another guy. Uh, I believe South Alabama's starting quarterback Chase Loveridge uh, from a season ago. They got three good quarterbacks, man. Yeah, uh, dude, you know who Mike Leach is? Who's that? He is the reincarnation of Steve Spurrier. He he likes quarterback competition in his quarterback room. How fitting is it when I went up to 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 meet Leach that I met Spurrier? You just so. <laughs> so there it is. There's uh, great minds thinking alike right there. Birds um, of a feather flocking together. Uh, what do you think though? You think that could that be one potentially if Rogers goes down or perhaps uh, in camp, he gets beat out. I know Rogers started the spring game. He actually did look better. Rogers looked the, looked the best in the spring game, but yeah. How about this one? JT Shroud. This was a, uh, a, a big time recruit for Tennessee. He bounces to Colorado where Colorado has been starting a safety at quarterback last year. That like I, uh, we touched upon in our last episode, Brandon Lewis. So a highly touted freshman played last year in the bowl game. He's from Louisiana. Could Shroud be the guy though? Well, I mean, if they starting a safe Shroud, what's that uh, Tears of Fear song? <laughs> Let, Let it, it all out. out. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> We're gonna be singing that all fall long. <laughs> hey, that's the one because Colorado's gonna go undefeated. Yes, something like that. Um, now this one I do think actually has is under the radar here. This next one here, Will Levis, to from Penn State to. Well, Penn State lost him, and Penn State also lost Micah Bowens from Penn State to Oklahoma. Mm, brutal. Now, what's up with the? Is it Sean? Uh, who was their starting quarterback? I think Sean he's, Clifford. He's coming back, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, Levis stepped in for him when Clifford was struggling, played admirably. In fact, when Clifford had recovered uh, and had been playing so poorly, and Levis had stepped in so admirably, they just kept Clifford on the bench for almost the remainder of the game. And I forget what game that was, but. So in in other words, Will Levis looks like he has the physical tools to be a, a group or power five starting quarterback. He's performed well when he's actually had the chance, and Kentucky could probably use a, a guy with a Penn State pedigree. So that could be an improvement for them. Uh, well, anything could be a fucking improvement. You put me back there; it's an improvement. <laughs> um, Garrett Schrader, Mississippi State. You remember this kid? Uh, who was the the OC of Oregon that uh, used to be the OC at Penn State? He was the head coach of Mississippi State right before Mike Leach. What the fuck is his name? John. Oh, I know. Right um, uh, pop, pop, pop. Not Moorhead, was it? Yeah. No. Joe, Joe Moorhead. Yeah. Uh, Schrader started as a freshman for Joe Moorhead. Leach comes in, moves Schrader to a wide out. Right? Yeah. Uh, Schrader plays a couple games. He dips on Leach. He's now going to Syracuse. Dino Baber is getting Garrett Schrader. Could there be some magic there? <laughs> uh, he needs it. I mean, Babers throws. I kind of like it, dude. Because he, he when moved to wide receivers, that means you got to be a little bit of an athlete. Yeah, I kind of like it. Let's Remember, Dungey had a little bit of wheels. Yeah, that's true. And he was the guy that could this be the one that that takes Syracuse to the uh, to I the mean, ACC championship? That's true because Syracuse, you do need a quarterback with a few more tools in his arsenal because you're going to be getting Especially pressure when you're starting a fullback at guard, <laughs> which they did last year. Uh, I think that one kind of kind of slept on there. How about Chandler Morris from Oklahoma to TCU? Obviously, TCU's got uh, what's his name though. Uh, yeah, this is not going to make a difference. Starting quarterback's name. I want to say Max Naki, but that's their quarterback Duggan. from like what's that? D- Max Max Dugan. There we go. Yeah, they had a Max Naki back in the nineties. Uh, <laughs> how about Luke McCaffrey, Nebraska to Louisville? Uh, Any chance he beats out Cunningham? I don't think so, but he could be a serviceable backup. Hmm. Mikhail Cunningham is pretty damn solid. Tyler Little goes from Colorado to UMass. Any chance UMass goes undefeated this year? 
a very decent shot. That How about won. James Blackman, Florida State to Arkansas State? He was. I just can't believe someone that looks like a scarecrow or like a what is it? What's the skinniest creature in the universe? That's what James Blackman was. He's like six four, one sixty five. He's like a senior in college now. Put on like where is your weight room? Right. Uh, I mean, maybe I, that's the problem with Florida State. The weight room game isn't what it used to be. I know they have facilities issues. Does that mean they don't have a weight room? Is that what's going on? <laughs> is that why they're not developing players? Uh, how about Tate Martell? He said he's transferring. Wait, didn't he? Wasn't this like years ago? No, he retired and then he came back and he said he's transferring. <laughs> Do you have to enter the transfer portal if you retire? <laughs> he, he answers the transfer portal and, and no one, no one inquires. <laughs> right? I mean, I, I'm curious. Didn't he make a field goal or something? I feel like he came into like a fucking two point conversion or something like Tate Martell, the the legends grow. I, by I the don't day. even have anything against this guy. I feel like I'm just bombing on him. Yeah, but I feel like he's like Shea Patterson Jr. Yeah, uh, but um, yeah, apparently not working out. Why he's not back in uh, at UNLV right now? Who knows? Going home sometimes a good thing. Yeah, you get go that to support. UNLV. Get there, man. How about uh, Logan Bonner going from Arkansas State, where he was good? They beat K State last year in Manhattan to Utah State, following the head coach Blake Anderson. That one's underrated, Patty C. Yeah, you get you step in there and you already have the uh, experience. Couple Oklahoma transfers out there: Chris Robeson leaving Florida Atlantic after he took them to a, cha- uh, a, a Conference USA championship game. He was originally at Oklahoma, so he's going to his third school. Austin Kendall leaving West Virginia. He was previously at Oklahoma as well. Lost the spot to Hertz, I believe. Mm. Um, who knows where they go? I'm, I, I, I mean, there's still a lot out there that uh, if you have quarterback problems, maybe you dial one eight hundred pick Dundee, and I tell you, that Brett Rodriguez needs to go to Louisiana yeah, Monroe. I thought I was, I was telling you, that, dude. I was, yeah. I had that one ready for you, man. <laughs> I had that one. Re- and Logan Holgerson, uh, he's leaving Houston. Where's he gonna go? Why but, would but you leave Re- Pops? Dude, Rhett Rodriguez has is, is got to happen there, right? He should. He's got to, right? He's probably better than what they have. So Rich Rodriguez, currently the offensive coordinator of Louisiana Monroe. This one just makes sense, man. It makes sense. Yeah. Step in. Have a little father-son they bonding They played Dion week three, I believe. There it is. Have some fun with it. Rich, you're going to get your guy in there eventually. Might as well have your son for a year or two. Uh, how about Ben Bryant, the backup of Cincinnati that came in a couple times? Uh, didn't didn't really get to see him play. Did, did he play well? Yeah, he played well. Going to Eastern Michigan, my guy Chris Creighton, Landon, a nice guy. Well, when you're sitting behind a guy who's been producing at the level that uh, uh Desmond Ritter, Desmond yeah. Ritter has, yeah, it's a, you may have some talent, you know. Uh, Jason Bean he had some great stats at North Texas. He goes to Kansas. Kansas is actually gonna have someone that can fire the laser. <laughs> Terry Wilson of Kentucky goes spin the bean. You might even say <laughs> hello. Terry Wilson of Kentucky goes to New Mexico. Terry Wilson was originally at Oregon. Patty C. Oh, how, Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Yeah. yeah. I, w- I, mean, I don't know. If, uh, oh, who's at Oregon. You said, yeah. I mean, I don't, this guy was a big recruit. This is what like the quarterbacks are. The, are the basketball players the, the, in fact, quarterbacks are maybe the biggest prima donnas of all of them. Just transfer at the first sign of, you know, adversity. <laughs> It's like, my name's Gunner. My dad uh, trained me to be a quarterback since I was three. And I'm not starting my first year. Uh, how about, uh, dude, I was surprised Juwan passed. This guy looked good at a couple times at Louisville. He goes to Towson. Towson uh, plays North Dakota State, I think, week two next year or week one. 
House plays ball. Yeah. Dave, isn't that Dave Megan's alma mater? I believe so. Possibly, uh, but they will get rolled by North Dakota State, let's be honest. I want to just talk about one more quarterback. Shy Wirtz, quarterback of Georgia Southern. He transferred to Louisville. What? Is he gonna play running back there? <laughs> they ran the triple option. Interesting. That's the only thing I can think of, right? I mean, maybe he's uh, waiting his turn, getting in line. Mm. So who do you think out of that list? Oh, uh, that's going to be the, the, the name we're talking about yeah. most in December. It, look, there's always one or two transfers that are, they, that we talk about. Not we, we talk about everybody. They, they talk about, um, I would say Helensky and Cohen. Yeah. I think Helensky is my, my guy here. I'm going to go Helensky. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take because a shot on O'Brien at Washington too. Patio. 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 All right. I want to tell you guys that the college experience is brought to you by better than Vegas, better than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but what, for what hashtag DJs only care about, which is sports betting, baby. We're giving out free daily video picks over on our better than Vegas profile page. Better than Vegas is always running a ton of free contests as well. They got a ton of free picks from handicappers that you need to check out. Make sure you subscribe to our profile so you don't miss any of our picks. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's pretty much. There's, an, I guess, Peter Parrish from LSU going to Memphis. You can touch on these. James Foster leaves A&M to go to Charlotte with Will Healy. I think that one's actually a pretty exciting get. Jacob Sermon goes from Washington to, to Central Michigan with, uh, what's our boy, former Florida coach, Dan uh, Mullen. No, not Dan. Uh, who am I thinking of? Colorado State coach, Alabama OC. Mm, oh. Now I'm going to have to look it up. The fucking, he's doing a good job at Central Michigan. Uh, I could have just looked up Central Michigan coach. Um, I, I'm just drawing a fucking blank. It's still not full on football season, even though it's football season all the time here on the college. Jim experience. McElwain. Yeah, Jim McElvain. Fucking big man for the bullets. Um <laughs> What other big ones? Well, you know, we didn't talk about uh, old Dylan McCaffrey from Michigan to Northern Colorado. I like that man. You want to play for Pops? I, I, I'm excited. There to, you go. To, That's to what Northern Colorado. Rhett Rodriguez needs yeah. to follow in those footsteps. And Asher O'Hara, the Middle Tennessee quarterback, transfers to Sacramento State. FCS going to be fun. Quincy Patterson, North Dakota State. Does he win them a championship next year? Uh, good question. Quincy Patterson. He could. He could. Let me ask you this. JMU is having uh quarterback problems. Not well, he's not playing great. Cole Johnson. You should grab that VMI quarterback. Hello. Hello. Seth Morgan's his name. Guy well, can play. Any one of these guys, I mean, I guess the the one that actually probably kills those FCS schools to have that. Yeah. What if what if yeah, that's what that's what I, I read a uh I think it was from like five or six different coaches. I read an article on the uh not the Atlantic. What's the athletic? Yeah. About it. And the transfer uh, portal opening the, up like that's going to kill FCS. Well, he said, yeah, it's going to really, which is more, it's more of a reason why you should move to spring. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they interviewed like five or 10 coaches. Majority of them thought though, it's going to help the playing field for college football. Yeah, no, it makes sense. But at the group of five, yeah. they're the FCS going to get fucking the destroyed. reason I'm yeah. sure that JMU didn't take that invite to the Sun Belt was because they're like, you know what? We got a good thing. We are the team on the East coast. That's getting all these transfers, but you still have like Quincy Patterson went to North Dakota state. Kasim Hill, the Maryland guy, he, he transferred to Tennessee. But then when Tennessee transferred, uh, when, when, when Pruitt left, he went to Rhode Island. He played this spring at Rhode Island. You, you just saw Juwan pass go to Towson. So maybe you'll get both. Maybe it's just like a mid major. 
yeah. college basketball where you're getting both. Well, they're getting enough exposure these days that it's it's a little different. But Nick brought this up the other day. He was like, dude, Seth Morgan, that freshman quarterback for, for VMI, he's playing so good. Like, why would you not go grab him? He's better than a lot of quarterbacks out there. We, I can tell you that. I watched it fucking the whole season. VMI. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a lot like that. The kid at North Dakota, Tommy Schuster, he can play. Stone yeah. Lebanowitz out there, my Dude, boy. I'm listening to these uh, college football uh, recruiting podcasts by 24-7 Sports, and they've got a top 100 or like a top 247 of like high school freshmen. And it's like, if you're starting to put this list together that early, I'm sure there it's highly fluid, you know, and as players emerge, you know, they're quickly moving players up and down the rankings based on their production throughout high school. That said, the possibility when you're starting that early of overrating a player completely is huge. And, yeah. and the more that that happens, the more the players get overrated, the more you're going to see a bust at Florida state and a stud at VMI. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm telling you that was their backup quarterback. He's a freshman. Cause you didn't see, he got injured. Yeah. And he came in and he's been a stud, but all over these FCS ranks right here, the FCS playoffs right now, you're seeing great quarterback play from freshmen. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I got to say that's amazing time for us to kind of invest our attention into this because we have some characters that we can latch onto over the next few years and like it or not. I know that like you're a fan of the game and you're a fan of the teams and, and the quality of football that's actually being played. And, and I agree with you to a large extent that once you're familiar with it, it doesn't really matter who's playing. I mean, obviously the, the, the skills that, that a particular player possesses, you know, affects, you know, what you're watching, but ultimately the system is a bigger thing that you're watching. And so you don't necessarily need to have familiarity with players, but it helps, especially when you first getting started. You sure. Know? Sure. It helps. I mean, I, to me, the, the game is the, is the number one thing. Yeah. It's like what, with, I mean, I've, I've argued this forever for the NBA thing. It's like, I've never cared about players. Yeah. And I, I say that with love, but well, I'm in saying the NBA, you really need to, because it's, it's five players. It's not 22. No, no, no. But I, my, my point is, is the game is why I tune in. Right. It's not, it's not to see yeah. Dominique Wilkins, right? Right. It's right. not to see like how I went there. Right. I, didn't, I didn't go Jordan or LeBron. I went Dominique. Right. Um, <laughs> but honestly, that's really what it is for me, but I'm not the lay fan. You right. know, the lay fan wants to see bullshit. You know yeah. what I mean? So, Hey, have fun with the bullshit. <laughs> I'll be having fun. Well, I will yeah. say it, next year I'll be on the lookout for old uh, stone. No, yeah. but look, I'm telling you, uh, Tony musket quarterback of Monmouth. He was a freshman played good. Didn't have a pick until the, to the FCS playoffs. And even with that, it wasn't a bad pass hit off the hit off the running backs hands. Yeah. Um, VMI, Seth Morgan, a freshman. Um, you go down the ranks, South Dakota state, Jabori Gibbs, their star quarterback got injured early in the year. They went with Granowski. That's who they've been starting all year. He's a freshman. North Dakota, Tommy Schuster's a freshman. Weber State's quarterback's a freshman. So you had like five five freshman quarterbacks starting in in the sixteen team playoff. playoff. Interesting, interesting. Got to keep my eye with that on transfer those. rule. You got to think though that maybe you got to. I mean, don't be a fucking idiot out there. If you're a team without a quarterback, you almost have no excuse. You know that's the, all, that, all spring. That's the other thing too that we're not thinking about is that it benefited the FCS to you know, be able to not have players have to wait uh, to transfer and get immediate play time. But one of the things that keeps the FCS from getting rated was that players would have to wait. I could see the FCS just getting completely rated now. Any time yeah. a player is having yeah. a good season. Well, that's what that coach was saying. And it was an anonymous. It was, they didn't quote the, 
They didn't tell me who the coach was, essentially. Yeah. But they said that that, that he really fears for that. But I mean, if that, that LSU guy was at North Dakota State and he was willing to sit out a year. and what, Did he sit, have to sit he out? He didn't have to sit out a year because oh, he was a grad transfer. Advantage. Oh, grad transfer. Jabril Cox, who's a projected second-round draft pick right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if those do, kind of dudes are all over the place and they 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 had stellar junior years and they're looking at an NFL draft uh, position, yeah, potentially they're going to go to a power five if they get. I mean, I'll be honest. Look, Colorado had a safety playing quarterback last year. He played solid. I thought he played solid, but he also yeah. thought our ceiling was there because of him. Why not go get one of these? I understand we have this freshman from Louisiana who looked good in that bowl game. Yeah, and we got it. We went and got out a, a Tennessee transfer who was a, a high. He was a freshman at Tennessee and he, he was a big recruit. Yeah. But why not throw one more in there? Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. They can't have enough studs. I mean, especially if I'm like Wyoming, who's that's been like the thing that's keeping them back. Yeah. Ever since and Allen you know left. Those players will probably go. If you, if you have the opportunity to get on ESPN a couple times your senior year and yeah. you're, you're looking at a draft position, I would take it. I would take it too. Oh, uh, I want to I want to touch base on a couple other freshmen here, but before I do that, I want to tell you guys that the college experience is brought to you by Riffer. Yes, the Sports Gambling Podcast is now on Riffer. Pronounced Riffer, Patty C. R I F F R, buddy. Right? Yeah, buddy. Just like you thought. Riffer is your home to many episodes and free picks from the SGPN crew. Uh, if you don't have time to listen to an entire episode, Riffer is your quick fix, man. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the SGPN page by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Riffer. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Riffer. Once again, do I got to tell you it's pronounced Riffer R I F F R. So no E in there. It's like grinder. You know, the, the app that Colby's on all the time. No, no E. Woo! <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I want to touch on a, cu- a couple of these because Oklahoma Went out and got Eric Gray, the running back from Tennessee, who looked really good. Uh, by the way, I think half of Tennessee's team transferred to Oklahoma. <laughs> if you go Google that, I'm telling you, I don't have it all in front of me, but I saw like 10. I'm going through all the transfers because I didn't want to highlight the yeah. fucking offensive guard. Yeah. Right? I should, but we don't have enough for that. We, all right? Fans will tune out. Yeah. I should. But their whole team, like 10 players from Tennessee, went to Oklahoma. Lincoln Riley. Well, you know, the other thing that's happening right now, again, listening to these 24 seven sports recruiting podcasts, they're saying that the uh, coaches aren't um, recruiting uh, or signing as many players. Yeah. Carl Durrell said that Carl Durrell said, he goes, yeah. I mean, especially I came in at the time after signing day, but he goes, even moving forward, I think the strategy is to, yeah, you want to sign some players that you want, but yeah. besides that, but specifically because of COVID, but yeah, moving forward, if the transfer portal is wide open to you, yeah. Save why more. not get a veteran that you know could play college football? That's true. Dude, imagine if this happens at like the, the college level though, where like the Syracuse women's basketball team, 10, 10 players leave. Ten players leave. What if like 40 of your players on your football team leave? It might have happened to Tennessee this year. <laughs> it might have happened. Um, and they still got to keep those bags of McDonald's cash that they got. Um Eric Gray, though, Tennessee to Oklahoma, I think underrated. The other Tennessee running back, Ty Chandler, went to North Carolina because North Carolina lost both their backs. Dude, that's going to happen. I know. When a coach gets fired, I guarantee you. They're going to lose. Tennessee, it just happened, dude. Yeah. And, and that's without the the the, the, the policy. Yeah, the and new that's policy. without yeah. like that culture having been established. Like, yeah. Once that starts and everyone knows the transfer portal is wide open, they're going to start planning on going into it if things aren't going right. And boom, teams are just going to be de- completely decimated. Yeah. 
I agree. It's going to be wild. How about uh, Zach Charbonnet going from Michigan to UCLA? Could be a big one. That's a pretty nice land for Chip Kelly. Yeah, I think that. I mean, aside from maybe Gray, that looks like the biggest one on this. Uh, How about Keontae Ingram from Texas to USC? Okay. USC's running back Marquis Step went from USC to Nebraska. It's fucking musical chairs here. Yeah. Um. I, actually, one of the ones I would highlight, Patty C, is Kenneth Walker. This guy was a beast at Wake last year with Dave Clawson. He transferred to Michigan State. Michigan State doing a underrated job in the portal. Yeah. TJ Pledger also going from Oklahoma to Utah. Utah gra- grabbed him and Curry from from LSU. Don't sleep on that one. When he started a couple games at LSU, he looked good. Matt, All right. Jaron Mangum, uh, who I liked at Colorado, was a big big recruit from Michigan. I could see Whittingham Loki being pretty good at handling the uh, yeah. transfer portal. I could see it too. Bowser from Northwestern, who played some solid fucking minutes. He went to Miami, Ohio. Uh, DJ Williams, Auburn to Florida State. Interesting. I don't know. Demarcus Brown, I think, is the big one. Five star from Clemson to Florida, and he's going to play immediately because wow. of this new policy. Wow, Demarcus Brown. I'm not super familiar with him, but yeah, we're going uh, to find out a lot about him. Uh, and when are we going to find out about Eric Gilbert, the tight end for LSU? Played one year, and then he announced he was transferring to Florida, and then he said no. Yeah, where the fuck is he going, dude? This guy just seems like a fucking head case. Yeah, he's like, I'll play for everybody. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Uh, receiver wise, Charleston Rambo, I think Oklahoma to Miami Rambo had a bad year last year. All right. Well, when I say a bad year, he didn't get much shine, but the year before he was a beast. And if there's one thing I know about, you know, he's not ready to call a a rap on his career after one bad year. He knows that nothing is over. Nothing. You just don't turn it off. You just don't turn it off. Patty (laughs) scene. That's why it says Rambo. I think that's got, that's going to work out for him at, at Miami, especially Rhett Lashley in the air raid. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a huge get. That one could be the one that we're talking about. Katie Nixon from Colorado to USC. Uh, yeah, that's well, a big one. Yeah. Bastard in division. Mm, Bastard. Mm, mm, brutal. See how a few of these, uh, another one, Brian Thompson from Utah to Arizona state. That, that, that's, that is a brutal slap like, that's, in the face. That's, that's, that's a fucking blow. I do like the Nate Craig Myers, Colorado state to UCF. This guy was good at UC, or at Colorado state. Yeah. Mike Woods was another big one. This happened this week. Arkansas. This guy played good for them last, last year goes to Oklahoma, Oklahoma. I think Cleaning getting up and that's what portal. I'm saying. I think they got a foot up in this yeah. almost when they got Jalen hurts and Baker Mayfield, they've been playing c- that cutting game. edge yeah. with the transfer portal. Um, what else? I've lost a few, but that's okay. I think that uh Jafar Armstrong from Notre Dame to Illinois could be big because he had the starting running back job at uh Notre Dame a year last year, right? Yeah. Why did he leave? Well, because of what's his name, Kyron oh, Williams. Yeah. yeah, Kyron Williams emerged. That's true. Um, so I guess it was two years ago. Yeah, it was two started. years ago. Um, uh, Mookie Cooper, Ohio State to Missouri. Perhaps that could be a big one. Um. I don't know. Shavers, Tyrell Shavers, who played all right in certain games at Mississippi State. He goes to San Diego State. Interesting move there. And Matsur Bebe, on name alone, we'll be talking hit, about. Well, his older brother is is a projected third or fourth round draft pick. He was originally at USC, went to Illinois, projected to be in the first four rounds, five rounds. Um, his younger brother going to K-State. From Illinois. And Josh Youngblood, who played at K-State, now going to Rutgers, Greg Schiano. I don't know the receivers. It, it just seems almost like plug and play. Uh, this is all musical chairs. I feel like they're yeah, the same the exception teams. of a few, but, but Eric Gilbert, obviously a difference yeah. maker, but I'm saying it's, it's a lot of them is like, okay, one guy leaves one team. Like I just mentioned. Okay. 
Yeah. What did I say? Maybe uh, a slight upgrade or a slight downgrade. Josh Youngblood leaves K State for Rutgers. Then K State goes out and gets however you pronounce that last name. Patty C, do it again. Imater Bebe. See, there you go. Um, I don't fucking know what to make on 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 all of that, but bad Bebe. What do you think? You think? Uh, I guess Gilbert and Rambo is probably the biggest ones, right? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I, I, I mean, do think Mike Woods, the Arkansas one to, to Oklahoma, could be big. Arkansas to Oklahoma. I'll be on the lookout for it. I it's interesting that obviously you had uh Trey Sermon as a massive uh transfer the previous year you would ex- you don't you don't see anything from that uh, as far as running backs go this year you know but that that obviously made a massive difference for Ohio State cuz he was But there's also still like through 4 months to, for it to happen. That's true. Yeah. When did the portal is just I mean Joe Burrow transferred to from from Ohio State to LSU like in August. That's bro. true. That's, it was, he almost went to Cincinnati. That was very last minute. Yeah greatest decision in his life. I think fields was late too, right? I think so. Yeah. Justin fields, Georgia to Ohio state. I'm telling you, I think some of these ones are, are, are very last second. They're going to go through spring ball and then transfer if they don't win the job, which I guess has already ended. So maybe we're about to see another, yeah. Another wave. Yeah. Jeez. Jeez. Um, I don't know. What do you make of a, uh, uh, I don't know who's going to have the best fucking skill position besides quarterback. Can to go? Oh, Gilbert, bop, bop, whoever bop, gets Gilbert bop, bop, probably. Bop. Uh, you know who I think it's going to be? Char- I think Charbonnet. It, I think it's going to be uh, Charleston Rambo because uh, they're saying um, that uh, Jake Garcia has some of the best arm strength of anyone in the class. The recruiting class really has a laser um, was showing it off, had a great spring game. And then um, if uh, Eric King, King comes healthy. back yeah. and if uh, Rhett Lashley really has a nice scheme drawn up, Hopefully I didn't just bust anything by slapping the table like that. No, you're good. Okay. Um, then, you know, he, he, he might get back to the point where he's a, you know, what, 60, 70 re, uh, catch receiver in that system and with huge numbers. And and Miami, who knows? And my, my, again, they've been winning, and maybe if they turn a corner this year, they could be a player on the, on a national level. So, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, look, this is the transfer portal one. We're going to do a week – Week, uh, what is it? Week four. four. Yeah. College football uh, coming up. Uh, every game on the week four slate coming up Wednesday night, Thursday. Make sure you subscribe to the college football experience. Um, if you're a first time listener, we handicap every single Division one college basketball and college football game. Been doing it for over four years. Uh, me, Patty C, NC Nick. Make sure you subscribe. Tell a friend. Also, uh, I mean, we're we're over five hundred. Picking every game each season. We're also way over 500 on our locks. So free money. We give you all of that for free on a spreadsheet over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Make sure you subscribe. And uh, yeah, come on now. Let's do this. Um, get at us. We're yeah. having fun. FCS playoffs, guys, get involved. Let's chop it up. The shit talk is about to pick up on the FCS scene. As long as my dukes are in it, knock on wood, yeah. and you're going to be hearing from me. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, make sure you get also go over to iTunes, give us a five-star review, say some nice things about us. We certainly appreciate it. Um, I I'm on uh, Twitter at the Colby D. If you leave a nice five-star review, take a photo, tag me at the Colby D and I will uh, send you a college experience t-shirt. How about that? How about that? Nice review for a nice t-shirt. Boom. Uh, Patty C is on Twitter at Patty C831. NC Nick is on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. 
give all of us a follow. Make sure you follow the sports gambling podcast at the SGP network. And, uh, also check out the sports gambling podcast Slack channel. Yes. It's a lot of fun in there. Get over there. Check it out. We're talking about everything. Badminton games in fucking India, everything. All right, guys, this is the college experience. Transfer. So you better start giving it back to you.